Restaurant Punk. Restaurant Punk. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready uh, yes. for that. I wasn't ready for that. That was great. Uh, yes, the ominous restaurant punk from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> restaurant the punk. ghost of Yanni. <laughs> that voice haunts me. <laughs> Who do you got? Who do you got? <laughs> Yanni joins us today in spirit. <laughs> What's up, guys? How are you today? What's going on? Hi. Guys looking good? Everything good? Straight? Yeah. Good. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> the best. So I'm the restaurant. I'm sure a lot of other restaurants are the same. They uh, create new menus mm-hmm. two, three times a year. Just like to spice it up. Um, and people always ask me, oh, where'd you come up with this idea? Like, why? how did you come up with this? And why are you doing it this way? And I'm like, because I cook it at home. I like to to create dishes that I like to eat mm-hmm. at my house. And I'm like, you know what? I can incorporate this into the restaurant. So I was thinking the other day, I'm like, how many restaurateurs, entrepreneurs out there, restaurant owners do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We've watched a lot of movies right. where they're in the restaurants creating things, but then that one show bear, right? Have you guys seen the bear? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great show. You see them. Yeah. Great show. Really phenomenally, you see phenomenally them. done. Yes. You see him. <laughs> Hard work. Why did I choose to use it? I don't know, but it came out pretty good the second time. <laughs> you see him in the, in this kitchen creating plates. And I'm like, you know, I do the same thing. So how many other people do you think do that? How many other restaurant owners do that at home? Personally, I don't really cook that often. I was going to say, I feel like that's a divisive thing for chefs. It's either like you cook a lot at home because you really love it or you don't cook at all because you're sick of it from the restaurant. Yeah, Like I hardly cook at home anymore. Every once in a while, I like cook something. It's just a, it's just not something I do at home. So when you're creating a menu, an item, a dish, yeah. How do you create it? Like so, what makes it pop in your head to say, I want to put these together. So like right now where I am, the menu changes pretty much like weekly or bi-weekly. So okay. I'm like constantly making a new menu. A lot of the things that just kind of I come up with, it's just, I, I honestly, I really don't know where a lot of it comes from because cooking in that kind of setting is not really what I'm used to. Actually, well, an elevated style of cooking isn't something that i was originally used to because I came from the boardwalk where it was like a set. This is what we cook. This is what we do. So like coming into that and then having to cook things that were more elevated was not really originally in my wheelhouse at all. Mm-hmm. So coming up with menu items, just it's like a lot of like research and then ideas. And then the more things that I learn through doing that, then the more ideas that I have for other things that I think will work together or like flavors or even like smells of the way that things are or the way things will look together. And then I start like putting it together that kind of way. Because again, it's not something that's normal for me to do. To the setting that I'm in, I'm kind of forced to do it. So then I have to start kind of just like coming up with ideas in order to make it work. So you haven't sat there when you're creating a menu or a dish and thought, you know, I used to like it this way or I used to make this or my mom used to make this or my Nana or whoever and be like, you know what? I want to incorporate it this way. I mean, there's like reference from like my life, but I don't really think that it plays that much into like what it is that I'll do because there's things that I don't like at all that I will put on the menu because I want to play with it and try it. And then I can look at it from a distance and go, oh, this is actually good, but I don't like it at all. Like for me personally, like it's not something that I want to eat, but I can look at it from somebody else's perspective and say, this is a good dish, or I know that this tastes good or it looks good, you know, and it'll work, but just, it's not for me. So it's just a really bizarre thing actually for me. speak to it from a restaurant perspective because I've never worked in a restaurant kitchen. I've served tables. I've been a hostess. I've done brand marketing for restaurants, but I've never worked in a kitchen. But as a home cook, I always liked cooking. I always enjoyed it. But when I found out that I was 
allergic to gluten. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. <laughs> I got you. I started experimenting a lot more at home because I wanted to be able to eat the things that I loved that I couldn't get at restaurants anymore. Um, and so for me, it was watching the Food Network. Like I work from home. I would put the Food Network on in the background and I would just absorb little things like, oh, use a spoon to peel ginger or, yeah. you know, like silly little things that change how you cook. Right. And that change how you think about flavor profiles. And what I feel like I've learned is what flavors taste good together. And mm -hmm. once you kind of know what profiles blend well together, it gives you the ability to be creative in the way that Nick's saying, like you can just experiment with what's in your kitchen because you know, all right, well, garlic and onion is never going to taste bad together. Never. No, ever. Unless you overcook it, but true. Don't burn it. But, um, once you know those basics, like you can really elevate your cooking all the way through and think of new creative ways to combine ingredients, whatever yeah, it is. Cause I know a lot of places out there they have this idea, like I make the best homemade chili and then they find a spot that like, I'm going to make the best chili that's everybody, everybody's ever had, you know, and they're incorporating their home into their restaurant. And, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. If you're not creative enough, you're never really going to excel when it comes down to your restaurant and your creativity for your menus. But I feel like a big part of it comes from your home cooking, what you like, you know, even if it comes back to, you know, your grandmother making something that was amazing. A lot of my menu is based off of what I like to eat at home. Right. A lot of those dishes is what I've created. And whether you put a super fine twist on it to make it more elegant, exotic, upscale, mm -hmm. it still comes from the house. You have worked in restaurants and are running a restaurant now. And um, I believe you have a convection oven at your house, correct? Yeah. But you don't have a convection oven or a convection of your restaurant, but not one at your house. It's just a oven. It might have the convection capability, but it's right. a regular oven. Yeah. So when you're used to cooking certain things at the house, it ain't going to be the same way when you're working with a convection oven no, because it's sure. different temperature. 100%. You have to lower it, different timing and everything else. Mm -hmm. And it even comes down to bacon, right? Completely How do you different. cook your bacon? I have like a flat top at home. Okay. Like a little like the griddle too. Like I have one of them for like if I want to cook bacon or something. But actually, I really don't cook bacon in the house because I'm really adverse to the smell. Bacon smells so good. Actually, I'm just really adverse to the smell of oh like my bacon in, in my house. Anyway, I, I like to eat bacon. Yeah, but, you just don't like the smell in your house. I just don't like to cook it in, my, in, in the house. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. And how do you cook your bacon? <laughs> I cook mine in the oven because I like my bacon very crispy. And I think that it makes it relatively evenly cooked and I can do it while I'm doing other things. So like if I'm cooking eggs or I'm cooking pancakes or I'm cooking potatoes or I'm doing these other things, now the bacon's already doing itself. Yeah, but are you flipping the bacon in the oven? I don't. So you're just letting it yeah. really get one-sided more cooked than the underside that might stick. I mean, yeah, I guess technically. Well, there's the restaurants where it's it's got to be grill cooked because right. it's the sure. best way to get it because it's also easier. Mm -hmm. Right. So but, and like that's the difference too, right? Like one of the differences between home cooking and restaurant cooking, right? Like if you're cooking at home, you can do it just to your preference and it can maybe be a little bit burn on one side and it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Right. But if you're refining it for a restaurant, you mm -hmm. have to figure it out so that it's consistent every time and your guest is getting the same bacon today as they are next well, in, Tuesday. In my personal experience, you start off the bacon in the oven and then you finish it off on the grill or a griddle like you're saying, because then you're releasing all that yep. fat out prior. Mm -hmm. 
and then you're getting that perfect, perfect crisp on the grill and it's easier to flip over it, but you're not getting that super splatter. Like you're cooking it on the griddle right away. You're going to get make a mess everywhere yeah. right. with all of the extra grease. Give it to us. You t- you're taking a sheet pan. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking your sheet Spray pan. Spray with a little bit of pan. Uh-huh. You're doing pan. You're not doing tin foil. No, no tin foil. All right. All right. Next up. Anyway, temperature. 350 to 375. All right. How long? About 10 to 15 minutes tops. Right. <laughs> we're removing the bacon and we're cooking it uh-huh. on the Correct. Corn. All right. How long? And t- I don't Just know. It depends, depends <laughs> on what kind of oven you have. Serious. This is important information. <laughs> people need to know how to cook bacon. <laughs> well, at the restaurant, it's 375. I don't know. I like to like, because at the restaurant, I think I'll like play more actually with like what I'm working on. Because I, I will try different things because I have like more of a professional environment to, to work with than at home. So that's another like reason too, because at home, like now it's like, oh, I got dishes. I have this. It's like too much hassle, maybe sometimes at home. But like for me, yeah. like I'm already in the kitchen. And it's like already set up. There's already cleaning and there's everything's already established and in a place, you know, that's ready to go in a yeah. sense. So I'm more apt to like play in the restaurant kitchen than I am like in my own personal kitchen. To have somebody kitchen. else clean up after you is what you're saying. No, even if I'm by myself, because I'll be there like by <laughs> myself sometimes and I'll be like just trying different things because I don't necessarily always know how something that I'm come up with is going to work out. So I have to do like a test run first to see like what I'm going to get. You know, is this going to be shit or is am I going to be actually be able to execute my idea? So like I'll go in and then I'll be able to play with what I'm working with. But I can do that because of the the setup in the kitchen. Whereas like at home, you know, like, OK, it's like now I have to go to the supermarket. I have to get this ingredient. I have to get that ingredient. And I have to bring it all home. Now I need this piece of equipment. I need my blender. I got to get the food processor out. It's a lot more of like a job at home than it is at work. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes like, sense. Again, everything is already at your disposal. So if I need this ingredient, okay, let me go into the freezer. I already stocked that ingredient. Feels like the everything's at your kitchen. disposal. Yeah, it's already like set up, ready at my disposal. So, so I, can go I, I have a question that is related, but kind of off the topic. As professional chefs, you cook in kitchens, you run restaurants. How do you stay inspired to create new dishes that are off the beaten path of what you're already doing on your menu when you're in the weeds of it every day. And the second part of that is without looking to the restaurants around you Mm -hmm. geographically and just reiterating what's already being done. Cause I see that a lot in our area right? where if you go to one fine dining restaurant, you kind of have seen the menu at all of them. Yeah. So that's where the second part of my question comes in. So first is how do you stay inspired in your own kitchen without falling into like doing the same thing over and over? And then how do you stay inspired to do different things without doing what everybody else? Is? Um, I, I feel like copying is a form of flattery. So when people copy our, our restaurants or menus or whatnot, not exact tea, but you know, you pretty much know it's, it's, they see something that's great that people love and they want to do the same for their business. It, it puts me in a position where I'm not upset. I'm not disappointed. I'm not angry. But it's like, you know what? You want to do that? Fine. You're welcome. But now I'm going to do something and make it even better. So it kind of keeps pushing me to make things even better, to keep it with the fresh, to keep it with the norm. And and that's why I really change the menu out to, to three times a year because I like freshness. I keep some of the fan favorites. But I always like to introduce new things that, you know, I don't see anywhere when I go out. I don't see this item. I've never heard of this before. And, and so it's just to give people a taste of what I like, because that's what it comes down to. I tell people I put on my menu what I like. This is what I like. If you don't like it, that's your problem. But right. this is what I love. And I want to share it with the world is what I, what I tell everybody all the time. I think on the other side of that, though, 
if you're constantly being creative and you're constantly like looking for something, you get kind of like a creative fatigue, Mm -hmm. especially like for me, like where I am, because it's like I said, every week or every other week, I'm trying to come up with new things. So it's like, you're constantly like searching to try to continue to elevate what it is that you're doing, but you're also trying to like get something new. And at a certain point, like at the end of August, you know, I was, I remember sitting there and it's just like, I don't know what else to put on this fucking menu right now. Like, it's like you get frustrated because you're trying to do something more. And then you just kind of get, like I said, you get a creative fatigue sometimes because it's, oh, bless you. Sorry. That's, it's bless true. You. See, it was true. <laughs> <laughs> when you sneeze, it's true. Yeah, it's true. You know, but it's like, and that that's even goes into, you know, your field, Yeah. you know, too, like that creative fatigue that you can get sometimes because you're constantly like trying to work on like a new project. Sure. And then every brand has to have its own identity, you know? So it's like, where do you start pulling all of these ideas from, mm-hmm. you know? And how do you continue to maintain that? And then at the same time, like elevate what it is that you're doing and grow as a brand manager, yeah. right? And then it's the same thing. You know, how do I grow in the kitchen as somebody that will continue to produce something that's, yeah, you know, well, fucking awesome? Well, my, my answer people. is constantly seeking knowledge. And so yeah. like, whether it's yeah. for me as like a home cook or someone who's allergic to gluten and just trying to learn more, like, marketing world it's just try to be a sponge and see what you can find from other sources and then distill that into something that you can make useful in your own life right plus eat out a lot you know go to different places not just try different things try to get an idea of what they're creating and you know what it tastes like and you know if you love something so much make a different version of it It doesn't have to be exact same thing but like Mm -hmm. i said copying is a a form of flattery yeah so it's hard sometimes for me too because i'll get like bored with like a type of like ingredient or type of material. And I'm like, I'm like, really? Again, pork? Yeah. Like, is this like, try some home yeah. cooking. I'm just saying. Also, I feel like that plays to my advantage because I do get sometimes like a little bored with the same thing. So it's easier for me to, right. to come up with new ideas. And All right. Fresh. But All right. Well, thank you for that, know. guys. Keep exploring. I, I appreciate guess, it. Is the moral of that story. Keep yeah. exploring. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, restaurant <laughs> punk. This was the... Kitchen and professional kitchen. What? What? <laughs> what the fuck was that? I don't exactly. know what anyway, is talking this was about. Restaurant episode. punk out. <laughs>